Welcome to Not Another Podcast, featuring Jade and MJK. This is Not Another Podcast with Jade. I'm MJK. And this is where we discuss all things pop culture. All things pop culture. What's up? Welcome to another week. And today we're talking about gaming consoles and the evolution of gaming consoles. But before we get to that... Welcome back, Jade, from New Zealand. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> it was did amazing. You, did you do a lot of gaming in New Zealand? <laughs> um, Wordscapes, Wordscapes on my phone. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jesus. That was about it. So that was quite depressing. So uh, what have you got for us? So we did the evolution of games. What was the first game in consoles? I know you've done some research. Yeah, I did have to look it up because obviously games and gaming consoles in particular were around before the 90s, funnily enough. Yeah. The only one I'd really heard of was Atari. But the first one dates back to 1967, and it was called The Brown Box. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I could show you all a photo. Creation of the first video game, so known as The Brown Box. Essentially a rectangular brown wooden box with two attached controllers, so obviously not wireless. Um, Console was designed to connect to TV sets, and players had a total of six games. So it was like tennis, volleyball, chase, ping pong, and a light gun game. So basically... Four games exactly the same in there. Yeah. I don't know what Chase would be. Like, Snake, maybe? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, and a, what the hell's Snake. a light gun? Like, point a gun like at Like a laser or something, maybe? No, oh, maybe. So I'm not know. actually sure. They did not go into yeah, any more details. Yeah, it did not have any uh, photos of what those games looked like. Let's not speculate, because I'll look foolish. <laughs> and then it was... Light gun. <clears throat> five years later, something called the Magnavox was released. Again, a rectangular looking console, but it was the most, well, they say the most sophisticated piece of gaming merchandise around, obviously. Um, it was only the second one, so <laughs> <laughs> not much competition or time, contention. Yeah, time will do that, I guess. And it doesn't actually mention what sort of games were available on it, but then it hits, obviously, into 1975 when you do get the release of or the grand entrance, they called it, of the Atari, which is something I had heard of before. Um, Mostly because of 70s and 80s TV shows. Yeah. Yeah. They'll feature an Atari console in yeah. there for the kids to be playing. So the joystick, right? Um, I believe so. There's an image. There was an image. Yeah. Again, a rectangular yep. console yep. and a joystick, which sort of meshes into what con- uh PC gamers are a bit more used to in using joysticks. They're not something we used a lot of on consoles. Yeah, I used to, but my first computer, which we got, oh, I think it was around my fourth or fifth birthday. Mm. Oh, Christmas, I should say. I was around five years old. And uh, most of the games, you needed to use the joystick. Yes. And there was the big red button on the top yeah. and the red button down the bottom. And you just... That's right. I had the same nice. one, I think. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and obviously, PC gaming does come into it, because I remember playing a bunch of things on there that we can get to later. Um, And then, obviously, that's still the 70s, but Nintendo becomes a name in that time frame. Yeah, Yeah, like, Nintendo, that's familiar. So then they keep scrolling through, and it hits to the early 80s, which they call the Golden Era, actually, um, because it developed adventure, RPG, and fighting games, and Mario Brothers was established, Legends of Zelda, Final Fan, and Final Fantasy. These are obviously still... Um, games that we hear of today on the latest consoles. And those sweet five-bit backing tracks that they had in all those games. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Electronica. It's just great. Um, And Sega as well. Sega. Sega was around that time. Um, 1983. They released the SG-1000. And that's back when things used to be exclusive to certain consoles. Sega had Sonic. NES, Super NES, Nintendo always yep. had the Marios and the Donkey Kongs, their yeah. family, which they've taken over the world now, but what associated with Disney and et cetera. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, big time. Pokemon as well, they've, they've fucked with. So they know how to party. So the 80s established a bit of a bit of competition between Sega and Nintendo, obviously, because they were the two fighting... So for the first time, you actually have more than one choice of console, so... Mm-hmm. That establishes a bit of competition. And then we hit the early 90s. This is where we come into yeah. it. Where they call it the video game revolution. Because 1992 saw the launch of the first CD console. Um, yeah, because you've got to talk about it. Cartridges mm, used to be all the rage. That's right. And you used to have to literally blow, blow into them. Blow into them. 
to get the dust and shit out. You did. It was a, a technique that worked yeah. every time. The game's not working. Blow into it. Yeah, smack it, blow into <clears> it. <throat> oh, it's still not working. Blow in the console. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they released more different Ataris. The Atari Jaguar at that time as well, but it was the last Atari console See, released, funnily enough. Trying to make it sound sexy. Atari Jaguar. Yeah. I'm guessing it was still exactly the same, just with a sexier name. And disc. Oh, <laughs> that was the first disc. Then moved to disc. Um, but that was the era in which PlayStation 1 came out. So you had the Sega Saturn, the Atari Jaguar, and I forgot the that Philips... Saturn was even a thing. Yeah. So the only one I really know of <laughs> is the PlayStation, because... Yeah. You and I both owned one individually within our own families. CN60 for the Nintendo was still kind of going old school. They had the 64 come out with uh, still cartridges, which was still had really much better games than mm. they did on uh, PlayStation. So you could talk games like GoldenEye, Mario oh. Kart 64. GoldenEye was always going to come up. Again, me with my <clears throat> wrestling games. They had the best wrestling games on 64. Oh, really? Yeah. To this day, they probably oh, wow. could contend. I mean, the graphics, obviously. I, of course. Like, well, they don't hold up, out. but you play them from that retro yeah, perspective. Yeah. And it, it's still good. And again, with the the gnarly backing tracks. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, the PlayStation was early 90s, and then late 90s was the Genesis 2, um, a new Saturn console to compete against the CD-based devices. But then Nintendo unleashed the Nintendo 64 model, so there wasn't really any competition beyond that point because it had... Um, you were able to view 3D graphic graphics for this first time, and it had that beast of a controller. Oh yeah, the first one that <laughs> like had three like prongs. The handheld part, because well, actually, PlayStation did that more so, but it was yeah. like it felt like epic. It had the bit in the middle as well, yeah. like the, like a tripod. So could, it was almost like the that's when you joystick it. A joystick. So you still have, well, you still see those joystick things now on our current consoles. We just get two of them, and then ninety eight practical too. Because those ones used to play. Yeah, yeah, all these. Their time. They're not fun to play with. Um, and then '98, the Dreamcast, which is something I had heard of. Sega Dreamcast. <clears throat> the only reason I remembered that was a thing is because in South Park, the boys wanted to get ten million dollars to buy a Sega Dreamcast. <laughs> How many dollars? Ten million dollars. How much does the Dreamcast cost? Uh, probably at the time, like four hundred. <laughs> wow, they're really going above <laughs> expectations there. Um, and then it hits early 2000s. Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony enjoy international fame because we get the release of the PlayStation 2, the Nintendo GameCube, and the Xbox. See, I forgot GameCube was even a thing. Yeah. I, uh, I think maybe I knew one or two people that owned it. Everyone had... Most people had the PlayStation, and yeah. then there were a few who had the Xbox for whatever reason. I don't know what the choice would have been between the two um, because PlayStation was already sort of developed. And it was backwards compatible. That you could play the PS1 games on it from memory? On the PS2, yeah. Yeah, yeah so that, was, that had, was really classy. That yeah. That. You actually had quite a selection to already choose from as they developed other PS2 games. And remember the old memory cards? Oh, yeah. <laughs> to save all your data? That, uh, that almost seems really foreign now that you have to do that. Now it's all internal, which is yeah. brilliant. No additional cost in that sense, but people do actually upgrade their hard drives to get more space. Which is what I need to do because thank you Red Dead Redemption. Yes, I ended up buying a <clears throat> PS4 Pro for that reason. I'd had to delete a game's data every time I installed a new one, so I haven't had to do that yet with the terabyte. Um, so which of those three did you own? PlayStation, Dreamcast or Xbox? PS2. <clears throat> and I also had 64 like, my setup was sweet. Yes. I had them right next yeah. to each other, you know, and then all the cords were sorted out properly. <laughs> just in case I wanted to merge between games. But well, yeah. that's true. I've never owned an Xbox, ever. Yeah, wow. I've just... We never had the... Uh, there's a family we never had an Xbox, so I got one a lot later on mm -hmm. myself. Um, and then, can you remember the games that you mostly played on PS2? Ooh, that's a good question. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's the birth of GTA. I was pretty sure. No. With, or GTA. GTA three was the first one. Right. On one and two was on one. On PlayStation two. Nice. Which was groundbreaking because of the maps and they changed the the view of it completely. Um, but yeah, I wasn't uh, that big of a game dude. With uh, 
you know, your stereotypical games. They just played a lot of sports games on my shit. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? You'd get a car racing game here and there on every console for whatever reason. Not me. I mean, the, nah? the most car racing game I'd get would be, you know, the the race <laughs> missions in Vice City or San oh, yeah. Andreas yeah, or yeah, some yeah. shit. So, but yeah, love San Andreas, love my wrestling games and uh, the occasional AFL game. Yeah, it actually had games out each year, but I didn't realize Crash Bandicoot and Spyro were PS One games. Yeah, all all three of Crash Bandicoots, and I don't know how many Spyros they were, but yeah, they one were or all... two Spyros, I think, because yeah. they've obviously re-released that and put them all on the one disc, same as Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, it made it more difficult, you fuckers. Yeah, they did. We've discussed this before. I purchased the game myself, and I've not picked it back up. Like, I can't pass this level. I can't do anything Throws else with me this. Nuts. Um. So I remember playing a lot of Crash Bandicoot, a lot of Spyro um, on the PS1 and 2 um, because we also then, like you said, we had a Nintendo 64 at the same time also. So we still had cartridge games. That was mm -hmm. our retro then gaming experience. And as you said, GoldenEye was played on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. So much so you knew the map without even having to look at it. You yeah, know, yeah. Second left, third right, straight down this hall, pick that item up here, kill that dude there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you knew it. Same you knew with when, Duke Nukem. Yeah, yeah. You knew when to duck, you knew when to change weapons for silences and all that and kind Duke of shit. And Duke Nukem, you knew when to use the bathroom <laughs> when appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was obviously on PC. So those were those games. And that was the re PS2 release Guitar Hero. Oh, yeah. And so then, that was something very different. That was almost ridiculous in a sense, that concept, but it worked. It really did. It did. To get uh, young people to listen to music from Yesdr and play it and think it was cool. Forced um, other com another company to produce rock bands for some sort of competition, although it wasn't much of a competition. Guitar Hero had maybe 10 different titles. Yep. You had your Guitar Hero 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, whatever. And then... And then your um, branches of that, like Metallica, is yep. one that we played. They had like ACDC. No shit, I didn't know. They had um, a, a bunch of them. We definitely played, <laughs> you yeah, and we, I and yeah. G. We got Roberto in there and we mixed it up on who was on drums. Because I did buy the drums. Yeah. I did. And we had the two guitars, so you were often on bass. Yes. You can actually play bass, so... But that does, it doesn't seem <laughs> no, I at know. all. I have, a, I have a friend who specifically bought himself a seven-string guitar because uh -oh. he was really good at expert on guitar here. And I'm like, <laughs> it's not how it works, buddy. <laughs> Where's but, your six strings? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he, uh, I think he was okay at it, but I don't think he still plays guitar. So, oh, wow, that's hilarious. I, well, I thought that was quite great. It's just like, well, it really, is very I'm different. good at expert. <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, okay. I'm so good. I can play play for real. That, that did not happen. No. Um, I remember Xbox, obviously, was where it was exclusive for Halo, but I was playing Halo yeah. on PC. Yeah. Really? Yeah, the first right, one. Because it's it's Microsoft system, Exactly. Yeah, so we there wasn't a need like, oh, we've got to get an Xbox for Halo because I was already playing it on PC. And I never got past, let's say, 25% of that game. And mm -hmm. I... Two years ago, finished it for the first time co-op with Tim, because uh, I had bought an Xbox One. I bought the Halo collection with all five, six games on there, and we're up to number three or four, playing together through as co-op, as a co-op campaign. But yeah, we never had the Xbox, um, and it was always fun when working at EB Games to have PS, PlayStation on one side and Xbox on another. Um, Which yeah. Because that that would be the only reason people would buy certain consoles. Because if mm. you know if you wanted to play Halo, of course you buy the Xbox. See, but I yeah I didn't game like on computers. No, so I didn't know what the fuck Halo was. Oh, I, we were simple things like Age of Empires mm -hmm. and Sims yeah. and Sim City, those sorts Sim, of games. They, no, that game was dope. It was so good. It probably exists out there. I remember buying when I went to EB Games. They had Age of Empires for ten bucks. As one of those classic PC games, and so I bought that and replayed it. But our computers are just too good for those games now. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit out of place. Um, but yeah, they were the classic games I remember playing on on PC specifically. Mm -hmm. Maybe a bit of Doom. I'm trying to remember. And Quake. Oh, what's that uh, movie Jake Gyllenhaal was in? Uh, Prince of Persia. Oh, Prince of Persia. Yeah, yeah, I remember playing yes. that on. Uh, someone else's computer a lot because um, they had like the, they had the Windows 95 oh, man they were badass so. uh, there was a Jennifer Aniston Matthew Perry uh, 
advertisement they advertised for Windows 95 back in the day. Really? <laughs> oh yeah, they did. It's a, that, it's a hard watch. Make that money. Um, and then in between 2005-2010, what we coined the next-gen consoles. So you had the birth of the Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, and the Nintendo Wii. Now, I was working at EB Games when all of these were on the shelves, and when Nintendo Wii came out, that was ridiculous. The amount mm -hmm. of Wii consoles we sold, because it was the rebirth of Nintendo in a lot of ways, and it was just so well-targeted towards families. Yeah. And so it was parents coming in and buying that console, and the little kids going, let's get this, let's get that. And you're like, why? Yeah. And I get it, like the interactive thing and having the cordless controllers and moving around and, and all those the, things. The nunchucks or something. Nunchuck, like yeah, yes. Yeah. And then to buy the nunchucks separately, charge another $25, $30. Seriously? Yeah. Classic people would, they'd only get one or something and the whole idea is the whole family can play. So you've got to buy two, three, four more controllers to get everyone involved. That's an upsell. That's... Well done, Nintendo. <laughs> My family bought one. I never really got into it. The only thing I valued on there was Mario Kart. Mm. Especially was... having the little steering wheel. Mm -hmm. That was good Mario Kart. That was damn good. I remember my mum and Tim playing it a lot. Um, as particularly against each other and getting very good at it. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to my PlayStation 3. I wanted yeah. the good graphics. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was just... That's what didn't hold up. Most of the games were just garbage anyway. It's like Wii yeah, Cricket, uh... Wii Tennis, Wii Bowling. Well, it was Wii Sports all in one. And then yeah. you'd have your bowling on there, your volleyball, your tennis. But the hoop, yeah. But you can't get over it. Yeah, me Unless you're making a drinking game out of it. Yeah. For example. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, a mate from work, Chris, has come up with a Mario Kart drinking game. So, and But that's still a good game. Oh, anyway. exactly. Um, I prefer it on the Nintendo Switch side note because it has really good graphics. Yep. So it's more fun for me to play. But on the Wii, you pour yourself a very large drink before the race. There's a few of you competing at once. The game is you have to finish your drink by the end of the race. But you're not allowed to drink and drive. And so at some point within the game, whether it's right at the start or after a lap, whatever you decide, you've got to take a drink, all of it or some of it, and then stop again at some other point because you can't have anything left in your cup by the time you finished your four or five laps, whatever that race is asking of you. Well, I just hope that someone would shoot a red turtle shell at my ass so that way <laughs> I can be like, well, I'm not driving. That's right. Take advantage of like those consequences that get thrown at you by other players. But that's quite a hilarious uh, drinking game that we don't condone uh, <laughs> under ratings playing, but... Well, you um, have to say that, don't you? you got to make those uh, games work whatever way you can. When you've played them that many times, yeah, you need it. how well. can you make it new and interesting? Yeah, of course we come from the drinking game generation. Yes. Um, but I remember taking my PS2 into EP Games, trading it in with all the guitarists, and I had a lot of games because I'm one for hoarding games. Mm. And updating to the PS3, going that next gen, and there, I remember there not being a lot of games out at the time. You were very limited. Mm. That's how it is. Like I remember when the PS2 first dropped. Yeah. They had like maybe six games. Yeah. One of which was called The Bouncer, which was just a garbage. The Bouncer. It was just like a garbage fighting game with no imagination to it. And that that I was like that. This is my first look at a PS2. <laughs> I'm not I'm not entertained. I'm like, yeah, the graphics are good, but I could go home and play Tekken 3 right now and <laughs> yeah. have a much better experience. This is true. And I think what worked for us, well, this was, I'm trying to remember, I think the original version of the PS3 was backwards compatible, compatible, but at one point they stopped that and that was a huge turnoff for a lot of customers and mm -hmm. that it wasn't backwards compatible and they couldn't play their PS1 or their PS2 games. Yeah. And so they were leaving aside a whole lot of games and quite often people want to trade in the older console for the new one because it was like 600 bucks yeah. when it came out. Same with the PS4 with bigger and better features. And it was the introduction to, to having a Blu-ray device mm -hmm. as well within the house, mm -hmm. which... It's probably not a good thing for me because I've spent way too much money on Blu-rays now. Um, but, yeah, as you said, the the games are kind of limited that come out on there. Um, I can't even think what some of the original titles were. I think it was like Resistance 3, Killzone 3? Yeah, Killzone probably was... Was what? it a, exclusive to PS3, though? Because I know that they did a lot of PS2 slash PS3 releases. Which... Yeah, they did a lot of exclusive ones, like God of War, um, Uncharted. Right. Uh, your Tomb Raider's not so much. Little Big Planet. 
Yeah, that was one they put on there. Pretty, and they always had a, a need for speed of some sort oh, as yeah. well to, to push for release. And a lot of the time, the big games with the really big graphics that blew your mind at that time, even though it's close to 15 years ago now where it comes out, um, they were getting pushed back and delayed. And you know, it's yeah. going to be this month now or this year now. And so you're twiddling your thumbs for a while with a new console, um, which took, yeah, it took a while to, to kick in. But I definitely upgraded. And I think they continued Guitar Hero onto that console as well. But again, yeah, your controllers didn't sync up. So that was one mm. of those things where it's like, oh, you have to start again. It was an issue. Yeah. But the big thing that had most issues working at EV Games was the Xbox One. Sorry, no, the Xbox 360. We got used to, we called it the the red rings of death. So every third console that we sold, someone was bringing it back into our store with the red rings where it was not functioning whatsoever. I don't even know what the red yeah. rings are. Yeah, so when you turn the, the button on for power on your Xbox 360, it's green lighting. Mm -hmm. You're good to go, it's turning on, you're about to play. People would press that, red lights all around the power button, and they would get no further than that. And it was a huge concern for lots of Xbox 360 owners. I remember... It sounds like such a Microsoft oh, problem. <laughs> so many coming in, having to send so many back to Microsoft while they still had their 12 months warranty, luckily. And being very concerned when we were selling pre-owned ones as well to mm -hmm. customers that these would actually function and function for a long time. Um, so it took three or four versions of 360 for them to avoid getting the red rings. That was happening quite a lot. PlayStation 3 had a yellow light mm -hmm. a couple of times on a console here and there where it's like, no, we're not going to work for you either at this point. Yeah. So the green light. But yeah, the 360 had a lot of initial issues um, on their consoles. Did they come out almost identical times? Yes. Is, is that why 360 probably rushed the release? Yeah, probably. They had those red rings of death. Red rings of death. really rapey, by the way. That's... Yeah. <laughs> red rings of death. It's yeah. not... Sound very exciting at yeah, all. I've just made sure that Microsoft will never sponsor us. <laughs> the only other exclusive game I can think of to, to Xbox besides Halo was the Gears of War franchise. Doesn't Black Ops originally just exclusively to... I'm probably just... I'm uh, the Call of Duties, no. We're across both of there them. Yeah. Um, and they were big games that came out of it. So Modern Warfare 2 still holds up as one of the greatest first-person shooters that there is. And that came out on PS3 and then... Like a lot of games, they remastered it for PS4 so that people could play it. Um, and then 2011, 2012, it's when they started really seeing things like the PS Vita. Yeah, what was that? Because I don't remember it. So it was kind of their version of a um, Nintendo Game Boy, but it was a PlayStation device. Well, didn't they have like a... It wasn't called like a PlayStation Pocket, but they had something else. Like a... I remember, because it was the same year they released the Wii U the Wii Mini, and then PlayStation 4 and Xbox One came out. So, oh, and the Nintendo DS, which they put into 3D in 2014, uh, was a pretty good seller as well, again, with much younger audiences. Because when I was growing up, I had a Nintendo Game Boy. Did you? Yeah, I had a Pocket Game Boy. Okay. Yeah. yeah, there were so many different variations. They were cool. We had them in our store as well and again it was a younger audience and Pokemon was huge on them oh yeah I remember the original Game Boy it was just so fat and thick it was it was and batteries Jesus that's a thing yeah. of the past then the Game Boy Pocket came out so it could fit in your pocket that was literally convenient yep that was the selling point of it and then you had the, the Game Boy Color which was roughly the size of the Game Boy Pocket yes which I don't know if I had a color had color amazing but it wasn't great color it was yeah. just like if you got like your Pokemon game it would be the grass is green, the sky is blue, and the Pokemon's <laughs> one specific color. Yeah, which was still probably amazing, but yeah, you, then again, you've got other like, consoles. Whoa, it's color. I did have a PS Vita. I thought it was called a Vista, but saying Vita, he, a Vita here. PS Vita. I had a, some version of it at some point. They had those little discs that you inserted oh, into them. Yeah. I hated looking at those because I was like, <laughs> I don't know why they made me mad. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what I played on Game Boy Tetris every time, and Kirby, that pink, yellow, fluffy thing that would fly through the sky. That's what it did. I know what That's, you're talking about. Yeah, but Kirby. I didn't remember. Played a lot of that on Game Boy, and you get a lot of. I think you got a lot of those 100 games in one sort of arcade uh, type yeah. games yep, yep. on those handheld yep. handheld devices. 
Um, I hated the, the Wii U. I think I knew one person who had that. Again, it was nothing in terms of I think games Wii, and graphics for the me. We needed to basically just die immediately. It, yeah, it was trying to do something. What they have done right since is the Nintendo Switch. That that holds up. But is that is that that's not really in the Wii evolution, is it? That's the Nintendo. Evolution. No, it's the Nintendo Revolution. Yeah. yeah, not Wii. Wii is a thing of the past now for yeah. sure. Because the Nintendo Switch does what the Wii U was meant to be. Is it allows you to be. Um, away from the console and away from the TV, so just on a handheld device. But it still allows you, like the Wii, to have just those handheld controllers. Mm -hmm. And then you've got your classic games that have carried over anything Mario, particularly Mario Kart, the Zelda that was on there. Um, and they've got the wrestling on there and FIFA oh, and right. NBA and all those things. So they have a lot of choices now. Um, so it actually quite it holds up. And they recently released the... Um, the Nintendo Classic Edition, so it looked like I remember having that console, yeah. the NES Classic Edition, where it was a cartridge again. So going back before Big CD cartridges too. Yeah, again the blow technique yep. to get it functioning yep. if it wasn't working. I remember because when my uncle moved down from um, the country, yeah, moved from Kadena to Adelaide, he brought his Nintendo with him, and the two main games we played were oh wait three main games: Boulder Dash, Duck Hunt. And oh, Duck Mar Hunt. And Super Mario World the first. Oh, Duck Hunt. Having the actual the gun, gun. Yep. And shooting the screen was so much fun. Yep. It was, uh, it was quite entertaining. And that was going from having the joystick on just a regular computer, which I, I couldn't even tell you the, the model. But it was when all computers were cream colored. So oh, was, yes. You know, they kind of went from like a weird cream color to like a weird gray color to a white, you know, that, that odd evolution. Now most of them are black, which I think is sensical. But what do I know? <laughs> and, but yeah, All of them are black. You just paint them black. Your no. PC's black. Mine's black. Uh, it's I just practical. I mean, dust shows up on it, but I need dust. Don't look at my dust. <laughs> look away. Luckily, there's no visuals. Um, I did have a Steam account on... PC for a while when CQC rebuilt a PC so for when I moved into the Woodcroft house mm -hmm. I had a proper PC for myself for work and all those things but also for a bit of gaming so I had a Steam account there where I could play some games I mostly played Dead Island which is zombies so it's yeah, always fun I remember you playing that and I yeah. remember you always telling me to when get we a together. Steam account yeah and I never understood what it was you had a, a decent laptop at that point, didn't you? Yeah. I don't know if you did any gaming on it, though. No, well, probably not. Bit of solitaire? No, no <laughs> not even that shit. Like, I it's exclusively used my laptop for writing and whatever else. Like, yeah. Reading stuff. So. Yeah, internet. That's pretty much all I ever use my computers for. I've never had any interest in gaming on them. Like, I'm mm. not going to game in a desk chair. Get the fuck well, out of here. Well, my struggle is the keyboard and mouse. So people love PC because they're very good with the keyboard and mouse. There are PC gamers that will never touch a console. If you did anything cross-platform, let's say you're playing Call of Duty Online and you were versing PC gamers, they were the better gamers. They just were. They were quicker with a mouse and keyboard than you were on a Control. um, controls, depending on your sensitivity. But my... Uh, all Persuasion. This, all the special needs stuff they put out for those um, computer gamers with just even the fact of the buttons on, on the keyboard. Yeah. They can have certain sounds. Oh, there's so many. And like there's the, advancements you can make to it. mutinous mice. Like, yeah. Like, it's like, what the fuck? So just those keyboards yeah. alone they could buy for a, a, ga a gaming PC were insane. And PC games were huge. As well, World of, War, World of Warcraft was a huge franchise mm. that I remember selling a lot of game cards because you had to pay month. You have to pay monthly to play that game. Really? And it was thirty-two dollar game card at EB Games to buy that each time, and I'd sold two or three of them every EB shift. Someone was coming in, stocking up for the next month, and Counter Strike was sold a lot, which is another online first-person shooter. The only thing I really know about World of Warcraft is again the South Park episode. <laughs> also, uh, it's a textuality, baby. When, well, and uh, when Henry Cavill uh, was getting the phone call to get told he was playing Superman, he was ignoring his phone because he was he was in a sweet campaign in World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it does take away from a lot of people's social. Yeah. Skills and abilities Just and opportunities. That, that gorgeous man, Henry Cavill, playing World of Warcraft. <laughs> he said he was just what like a gorgeous, sitting gorgeous there in man. his underwear playing World of Warcraft. 
Wow, that let me just think about that aside <laughs> for a moment there. Well, I think tidy whitey's budgies. Oh wow. Yeah, that's that's where my mind goes. <laughs> Dan, <laughs> Oh, but my my persuasion to the Steam account was Microsoft released. Um, it was just like an Xbox three um, an Xbox three sixty controller, mm -hmm. Microsoft controller for PC. So I didn't have to use yeah. the keyboard and mouse. I'm like, okay, I feel comfortable going on there now. So I will, and I did, and I had that account, and that, that's what I played with. I still I avoided. I think there were a couple of games you you didn't have that option. It wasn't mm -hmm. compatible, but not very many. So. I remember doing that for that reason. But now we both own a PS4. Mm -hmm. um, I've got the Xbox One as well. It really mostly collects dust, unfortunately. Um, well, but they've lost the whole yeah. reason to buy one or the other because it used to just be, oh, you can get certain games on. So, you know, now that's, it's, that's a thing of the past. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah. You're either an Xbox person or a PlayStation person. That's it. They both allow you to have like a smart console, like you do a smart TV and accessing all of those apps, yep. like Netflix. They're both Blu-ray players. Which it's, it really is a full entertainment system now. Like you don't need anything else. You've got that. Like I do everything on my PlayStation 4, like you said, with the apps, gaming, everything else. I've got the, we've both got the, the media app, which allows us to stream, you know, straight from... PCs. Um, yep, that, see, that's good as well. You used to do that. And you can plug your, your hard drive in or whatever to actually play movies, TV shows, etc. You need to format it first. Yeah, you definitely you have to format. Fuck your shit. <laughs> uh, I've had a few of those formatted um, <clears throat> to actually be able to play from you hard drive to the console but yes do you have all-time favorite ps4 games you've spoken about red dead before um because um, you played it recently and loved it have you finished playing it for the second time no I've, last I've time we chatted that's what you're doing doing a lot more in the game to make sure i got my good guy status going so oh that's right yeah, yeah you wanted to do sort of things your own way the first time and then go for yeah the good guy the next time and uh yeah so i'm maintaining that i'm getting towards the close end of it, which is good, because I'm not getting bored with it, but this nice guy's shtick is getting old, so I want to be, I want to be a bastard, as I've explained. <laughs> you care less one. when you're older. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Um, yeah, I think it's still kind of too early to have a favourite all-time PS4 game, and I wish I was better at games, because I reckon I would have really loved The Last of Us if I didn't suck mm. at it. And it's scary. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> Actually I, creeps the heck out of you. I enjoyed being on the edge of my seat, especially when those clickers or whatever the hell they were called would you clickers, know, murder, yes, murder the shit out of me. I'd be like, damn, they got me from around the corner now. <laughs> but yeah, Red Dead definitely is up there, um, especially recently seeing I've played it. Yeah. And, um, it just comes to mind because it is more recent. And just uh, visually and gameplay-wise, the latest uh, WWE game is really just impressed the shit out of me. I'm like, this is this is where gaming's going. Yeah, they actually got the, the controls right this time. Yeah, and the, the scene Red Dead and them came out at the same time, I was like, hey, it's a good time to own a PS4. So, what about you? Have you played many horror genre-type games on console? No, because I don't... Because you love horror films. I do. I just, I don't give any really a chance. And I'm not going to spend 70 bucks or whatever on a game with the chance that I might like it. So in my older age, I've gotten less adventurous with my purchases. Right. So, um, I'd, li I'd like, if, if you want to send some my way. I've got a few. <laughs> with, with an extra terabyte or something so I can play them, actually. But That's it. Well, you can go back and delete game data in terms of the data that it uploads to play it, not your saved gameplay data, mm -hmm. just the data of the upload to create more space. Um, so that's what I was doing with my previous console. Um, but it can be an issue depending on what size. Not all of them are as big as GTA 5 was a huge download. Red Dead was a huge download. But you have to actually go in and delete things. Mm -hmm. um, do you have a favourite genre then? So you play a lot of wrestling, so sports is up there. I like I like the open world stuff as well. Yeah, so, which Red Dead allows. Yeah, I think that's great. A lot of... A lot of games that were coming out, PS3 and PS4 specifically, were just go here, um, movie scene, 
then mm. something mm. happens and it's just like, uh, okay, that, that kind of genre I was never really big on. That's so like just, something like Metal Gear Solid, huge, really lengthy cutscenes where you just lose interest for yeah, me personally. Yeah, I mean, I didn't mind Metal Gear Solid, mm. but like, I think there's been a lot of other games like that that did it better. Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I like, I enjoy the like with, with the wrestling games. It's it's like real people that you're controlling, which is fun. So it's easy to invest in. Yeah. And uh, the same with games like Red Dead, because yeah. it's just you, visually immediately every time they. Rockstar brings out a new game, mm. you just look at it and go, fuck. Not they, Rockstar, hold up every they time. They have done really good. Yeah. Except for Grand Theft Auto 4. I was miserable with that pro pretty much from the start. I never finished it, but 5 I did. I played all the way through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I finished that a couple of times. I, I still haven't finished it on PS4 since moving in with States. She had it on PS4. And right. It's like, there's a few different things, and I noticed the graphics immediately. I was like, wow, this actually is better to look at. Mm. A few extra missions and whatnot, so it was good. Do you ever play anything online, like multiplayer? No, I don't. I'm yeah. not into that. Yeah. Some people are just only that's into that. That's the only reason they, that's yeah. the reason they get the games. Yeah. Yep. Which is, I think, why early days uh, Xbox, they made it more easier to do that, which is why people invested in the Xbox. But you yeah. got to get an Xbox Live account, don't you? You need to you pay have, for that constantly. Yeah, correct. Yes, which is, I yeah. think, uh, that makes me wonder why do people get Xboxes when you can fucking PS4 You can do it for free. And they yeah. were talking about charging people at one point. And I remember that. And yeah, was scared. Like, well, fuck, don't buy an Xbox then. <laughs> yeah, well, PC or something. Um, but yeah, what was the, I'm trying to think of a game that came out that I was genuinely interested in and then someone told me it was multiplayer only. Oh, um, the latest Call of Duty. I think it was Black Ops 4 is the latest one. Only Call 3, 4, yeah, only um, multiplayer. Only multiplayer. Yeah, so that's why I asked you, do you play a lot of multiplayer? Because I play a little bit of it and I've gotten into it in terms of first-person shooter, but I much prefer a single-player campaign, mm -hmm. story-driven stuff mm -hmm. that then is intersected with my gameplay. Yeah, love the narrative. Yeah, that's, what it is. that's right. As you say, you love narrative in any format. So um, I have only really played online when it has been with friends because I don't want to be sitting by myself yeah. playing online with other people. I, I need to do that with friends and you'll find you really do suck when you get online with gamers mm -hmm. that do it on a daily basis, mm -hmm. online only with that away from AI to be competing against other people, you really have to step up your game. Um, so I played a lot of Battlefield 4 and Battlefield 5 online with Tim, Beck and Hedge. Um, and I've only played a little bit of like when Modern Warfare, that's where it sort of became huge, was Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, online, mm -hmm. team deathmatch, everyone was in, brother played it a lot. I played it a little bit, but... Battlefield 4 was probably the first time I jumped online a lot of times with others to play in that yeah, format. I know, I know a lot of people, like, it's it's a way for, you know, to do stuff as friends without actually being in the same room. Mm. So it's kind of, I get that. Yeah, yeah, of course. you need to, I don't know. It doesn't appeal to us in no, the same way. Not, not me so much, no, I don't. And it's just the one game over and over again. When you get yeah. into single-player campaigns, you get to get, you get throw your yourself into yeah. all these different narratives. Um, but what I discovered was pretty early on, like, my favourite genre is first-person shooter. Mm -hmm. Shooting stuff. Mm -hmm. Shooting shit. Um, well, when, I, when I was a kid, I definitely was more gravitated towards combat games, like Tekken. Yeah, combat, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Killer Instinct on the, oh, on, wow. on the 64 and shit. Uh, like those types of yeah. games. Those... That was just, that was my world for me. And the Platform games almost, those ones. More or less, yeah. yeah. And then uh, with Tekken especially, because they had the little movie scenes after you finished like your yeah. boss fight. And I was just like, this is really, this is cool. They actually did have stories that go with them. Yeah. So yeah. for me more recently, I played the two Injustice games, mm -hmm. which is your DC heroes fighting each other on that platform mixed mm -hmm. with a story around it. Mm -hmm. So that was pretty cool for me. Yeah. Um, so that you actually had a narrative around it. But yeah, I just got way into first-person shooter. I remember playing Killzone 2. Mm. Maybe it was 1. I think it was 2. Probably 2. On PS2. Mm -hmm. And it was the first first-person shooter I finished. I borrowed, I think, Killzone oh. 3 or a few when I was living with you. I think it was 4 that maybe came four. out on 4. 
it was like the, one of the first and only games out at the time. Like, well, I get that mm -hmm. because I'd already played a couple. I was into first-person shooters. Da, da, da. But again, it's another one of those games I enjoyed, but I just sucked at it. They can be tricky, mm. and well, depends on sensitivity yeah, just, and stuff. I'm just an idiot. Like it'll be something something as simple as you need to open a door. <laughs> Press square. <laughs> I don't know where the fucking door is because there's shadows and I'm me and my 20-20 vision apparently can't see doors. I don't fucking know. But the more you play it, the better you get at it. Sometimes it's just perseverance, but it depends how much you want to invest in it, I guess. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, if, if I'm sitting there for like two hours trying to find, find a door. Find the door. <laughs> I'm just like, nah. I'm, I've never, that's very hard to get the motivation to get back onto that yeah, game. I've never been a rage gamer, but I've just it makes me just go, ah, fuck this. I'm done. Well, the other genre I love is the action adventure. So, with the release of PS3 and PS4, I loved the quadrilogy of the Uncharted series. The main character, Nathan Drake, which Nathan Fillion did a short film on recently, because many people have said, this needs to be a movie and Nathan Fillion needs to play him, but people are like, it's too old. Da, da, da. So, he's like, oh, I'll show you, and made a short film as Nathan Drake. But they were graphically insanely good. They were very similar to gameplay of Tomb Raider in a lot of the ways, mm -hmm. and that you climb mountains and jump from sucked at that too. <laughs> jump from platform to platform in a similar way, same sort of buttons, and, the, and then you did have the you could pick up guns and shoot. You could also do hand to hand combat. You ride different vehicles, so there was similar gameplay in that sense, swinging from vines and trees and mountains and things. So they're two games, Tomb Raider, which I've now made a nice segue to, be the other action one that I do play. So that. That was the only reason I bought the Xbox One, because the the new Tomb Raider, I think it was the second instalment, mm -hmm. was going to be on Xbox six months before PS4, and I was too impatient. That makes sense. And I, I saw an opportunity as well to get the Halo collection mm -hmm. and try out the latest and greatest Gears of War, and then say that I had the option to be able to play anything exclusive to Microsoft if I needed to. That hasn't really panned out no, too well. No. Because I've just stuck to the Tomb Raider, um, even the latest one, and to Halo, but nothing much since. And my NBA account works on there because I have a league pass, so I can watch my NBA games on there with their app. doesn't work on my PlayStation for some reason. That is bizarre. It is. It's one of the reasons I'm hanging on to it. Um, so there is a good uh, first-person shooter called Wolfenstein. I've heard of that, yeah. I think you would really like it in terms of the narrative and the graphics. Yeah, I British dude I used to work with, he was yeah. scouser, he was just like, oh Mark, you need to play Wolfenstein, yeah. it's fucking brilliant. Yeah, it's and really he'd, good. he'd be uh, like, walk in the next day and I'd be seeing him, I'm like, you're alright, he's like, I was up to 5 a.m. playing Wolfenstein meets. <laughs> it's very good, I think I still own all of them. Um, <clears throat> there was a prequel, so I think there's three titles in total, but they're challenging, you can obviously change the settings in terms of how difficult it is because there's some points that I'll you get to. Up. I have to turn it down. I'm like, no, look, I just want to get back into the story and not be fighting the same boss for the next three hours. Yeah, yeah. Um, but those those held up really well, and I did get into the Call of Duty franchise, although it's fallen away a little bit for me. With Battlefield 4 and 5, they did have very small single player campaigns within the games, so that just gave me reason enough to actually buy them and then the fact that we play so much of it online as a group mm -hmm. um allow me to buy them. Well. yeah far cry 5 was one that i reviewed as one of my favorite games for 2018 mm -hmm. um i've played 3 4 and 5 on the ps3 and ps4 mm -hmm. and i think you would like them because they are that free road thing of yeah. go wherever you want don't have to follow the main storyline for the most part there are site missions there are, you can go hunting for whatever you want to do <laughs> in the woods you can go over here and try and liberate different outposts, um, stock up, particularly in three and four, you had to collect all of your own resources to make your medication. This is very much what Red Dead's a dodgy, yeah. I think. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't um, know, because I never played the first Red Dead, so um, right. I couldn't tell you if that's Oh wow, that's cool. Yeah. So you didn't play the first one, but played the second. I don't know and... why I wanted to get the second one. Yeah. <laughs> <I> did. <laughs> you did, it was like, best decision ever. Yeah. It's, um, that's just how I live, apparently. And then I think I mentioned as well the 2018 review that a couple of the games I was looking forward to were both sequels and I think they'd both be games that play with others. So that included Division 2, but I can't remember what the other game was that I mentioned. Um, obviously, there's going to be a lot of games that come out this year. Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to think of some of them. <laughs> None of them are coming to mind. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. I've stopped paying attention, I think. 
No, never. No, well, not stopped paying attention, but I haven't seen any trailers for anything new. That, that hey, you just got to get on. Well, you just got to get onto to YouTube. I know there's a one called Days Gone, which is zombies, and that has been delayed another year. They're doing a Resident Evil Two will be I on actually, there as well. I actually really enjoy when games get delayed because I'm like, yeah. well, they want to present well, something that's good. They don't want to be in a situation where like literal. They present literal shit. <laughs> so. Oh, exactly. They're perfecting the game and not taking the heat of releasing a. Because how many times did um, Grand Theft Auto Five get delayed? Oh, God, I couldn't even tell you. I remember there was rumors going around that it was never going to get released, and I was like, Ugh. but you know, it, it eventually got yeah, released. Yeah, it worked itself and then out. There was the delays for the PS4 one as well, because they were like, "Look, you can have the PS3, one, <laughs> but PS4 one will be out later." Uh, you, know, people, you just have to deal with it and you it. do it sucks at the time when you find that news out but when you get it it's very exciting and the game is usually pretty on point so you have nothing to complain about another sequel out is Dying Light which is again zombies meets parkour and again it was Excuse one that got quite, got quite scary and I had and hard so I stopped and I only played it and finished it because I played it co-op it's one of those can player games Yep. That allows you to play co-op. Tim and I finished it. It's brilliant. Did you say zombies meets parkour? You use parkour skills to get away from the zombies. You have to jump on buildings and houses and climb above ground to actually escape them. Except at night time. Because they come do, for you. You can't do parkour at night time? You can, but it's harder. They chase you, whereas... Oh, no, they do. They do climb up the buildings. It's, it's freaky. It's good. I remember being so attracted to the trailer when it was released. Like, oh, my God, it's zombies... It's next-gen console. It looks really appealing. And this is how you get away from them. It's actually parkour. After things like Mirror's Edge was really popular and we're seeing more of it in film, it was just enough, it was a legitimate tactic to getting away from these zombies because there's so many of them. You couldn't sit there and just try and fight them all. Plus, you're building your own resources so you don't have the leisure of unlimited ammunition or those sorts of things. And if you're shooting off rounds of... Um, off your gun, you're attracting, then you're zombies. making noise and attracting yeah. them. So that's not a legitimate strategy within the game at all, is to try and fight the zombies. It's to survive. And it was a very good game. It held up. The only negative I gave it was that Tim and I played at co-op. Everything's co-op in that you're doing it all together, travelling around these three huge maps until the last, very last big boss mission. You had to do as an individual, as an individual, singularly. So we're both there with our two screens next to each other doing the same mission, but as for ourselves, basically. We've done the whole campaign as a co-op, as co-op, and now we're playing the last mission, which was not easy, by the way. It was a timed mission, my least favourite, yeah. where you've got to get to a certain point and do something by a certain time, and it's not easy to get there. Um, you had to do it as an individual. It was so bizarre. We just had to, to I think we both finished around the same time. We could help each other, but it was not an easy task. The one advantage it gave us was it had an option of how we wanted to end it. So like, Tim, you choose this one and I'll choose this one and we get to see both outcomes without having to replay it all again. So that was one advantage that came out of it, but it was frustrating because you've relied on each other for so long. And I think I've seen it in other games as well, but it's not something that I like liked very much from that. But, yeah. Yeah, time-sensitive battles, especially final battles. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. This involved it's being in a car. You're, yeah, oh, and driving to the point, but driving that was not easy because you've got zombies everywhere. Then you've got humans within it as well. Just trying to mow them all down. Can, Just mow them all down. If you had a good vehicle, you could. Otherwise, it slowed you down and you're trying to get somewhere on a time and then find the checkpoint, find that door to press square, oh, like you said. Fucking doors. <laughs> oh, to actually survive. So. Whew. That's all that really comes to mind now in terms of what's coming out next year. But there's always plenty coming out. Also around October, November and those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't, I don't know if I could live without my PS4. Honestly, I use it every day. Yeah, I'd, I'd cry if mine stopped working. <laughs> yep, I watch all of my shows on there, Netflix on there, my Blu-rays on there. Mm -hmm. um, I've got a smart TV and I still use YouTube on mm -hmm. the PS4. Mm -hmm. I have those options. Well, I find it's, it's quicker to use your controller to type yeah. stuff in. Because uh, my smart TV, it's almost like there's a delay between controller and TV work. And it's just like, you're a new fucking TV. Yeah, sort, sort yourself, yourself out. out. That's right. 
I did have, end up buying the media remote for the PS4 because obviously the controller will turn itself off after 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And when I'm watching shows, I'm like, oh, I'm turning it back on again. I'm turning it on, off. Da, da, da. So I got the media Is remote for that point. Just Seriously, something that makes you rage? Is yeah. The 10 minute thing? Not really, but it was just, I probably, well, I do use my PlayStation for more media than gaming. So if so, you see that it says controllers off now, you go, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> no, I was just like, oh, I got tired of having to like turn the, the controller on when I'm not even playing a game. I wanted to just access the media remote for the basic functions of go to that app and play. Right. Object disc, whatever you need to do. You just you need to get up to grab no, the disc like anyway. I just like all of the, um, what do you call them, accessories. I have no, the headphones no. as well. Never use them. Yeah, but they're there. They're there. And they're amazing. I need yeah, to like it's so amazing that you never use them. I dusted them this morning. Yeah, I bet you did. <laughs> Sounds like something you'd do. Oh, my God. But, uh, yeah, it's been very interesting to see the evolution of gaming because we've been around for the majority of it. Those games but that came before us were very parts, basic. I'd say. We've been around for the best parts. That's right. For the best parts and for a lot of it. And we're seeing this evolution of gaming Well, actually, I can't say circle. best parts. For all I know, Atari, Ping Pong, oh, whatever, could have been the of back in the day. <laughs> it, I would say that it was. Mm -hmm. um, but it's been very interesting. It'll be interesting to see where it goes as well. Because no doubt there'll be another Sony console, another Microsoft console. Yeah, I'm expecting the PlayStation 5 to be the PSV Roman numerals and Ooh, shit. Ooh, yeah. surely. Wouldn't that be dope? <laughs> I hope the Japanese know about Roman numerals. <laughs> Japanese, Roman, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, that was, that was good. Well done. Thank you for tuning in this week. You can find our episodes on Podbean, not another podcast with two t's.podbean.com. And we're also on Facebook and on Instagram with two t's also. We'll see you next week, and that's a wrap.